Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Osage County, Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now. It's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The movie is based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders, when white men poured into Osage County and killed Osage people for their oil wealth. I'm Rachel Adams Hurd, the host of In Trust, a podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartMedia. For over a year, I was reporting a different story about other ways white people got Osage land and wealth and how a prominent ranching family in Osage County became one of the biggest landowners here. Their ranching empire was built on land that at the turn of the century was all owned by the Osage Nation. So how'd they get it? Listen to the award-winning podcast, In Trust, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a closer look at this market action with our guest, Fan Chukwan, Asia CIO at HSBC Global Private Banking and Wealth, joining us from our studios in Hong Kong. Ms. Fan, uh, thank you so much for being with us. So let's begin with the delay of the publication on third quarter GDP. Are we to read into this that the number was not going to look uh, so rosy for the, for the mainland economy? I think uh, the delay uh, of the uh, China GDP data um, should be more uh, related to the uh, ongoing uh, 20 National Party Congress. Um, and I think the market uh, have uh, actually expected um, quite uh, a, a tough uh, Q3 uh, economic performance uh, as we continue to see um, the COVID disruption together with the property market slump. Uh, so that would be uh, reflected in the Q3 GDP numbers uh, and the September economic indicators. Uh, we've seen China junk dollar bonds drop to a record low because the property crisis is really just, uh, again, a concern about this excessive borrowing. When do we see some really strong policy steps for the property sector? I think more a comprehensive and decisive uh, policy actions to reverse uh, the downturn of the property sector uh, will uh, likely uh, come out um, after the party congress. Uh, but I, I think more uh, visible uh, policy actions uh, would uh, need to be um, uh, formulated and finalized when uh, we have the uh, Central Economic Work Conference uh, in December, because that would be an annual policy setting uh, working conference to formulate um, a specific policy action. But we have already seen uh, the local government authorities rolling out more uh, property market stabilizing measures. But I, th- I think that this is not yet sufficient to reverse uh, the downturn uh, as reflected by the um, uh, uh, substantial year-on-year decline in property sales. Um, so a more comprehensive policy support package uh, is n- still needed uh, to contain the spillover effect uh, from the property market weakness. So we think um, the um, uh, Central Economic Work Conference uh, would need to um, formulate uh, a set of effective 
uh, policy actions, uh, not just focusing uh, on the completion of unfinished property project, but also address the liquidity crunch of the developers. Um, so uh, we we do uh, expect uh, the government to um, to roll out um, more substantial uh, stimulus uh, action because this would hold key for the growth recovery outlook in 2023. I just wanted to get your your broader view as well on where you're seeing the right place to allocate at the moment, because 70% of the people that we surveyed expect that the US economy will emerge a winner from the downturn. And you're bullish on the US dollar and overweight US equity. So assuming you feel the same here. Yeah, we currently uh, have uh, a mild underweight allocation to global equities. uh, And within our equity universe, uh, we have the biggest tactical overweight on U.S. equities because we believe the U.S. economy will remain uh, relatively resilient to recession risk as compared with other developed economies, especially uh, the the Eurozone and the U.K. that we expect uh, would be heading into recession uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, And looking at the ongoing reporting season, uh, we continue to see underlying fundamental strength in U.S. corporate earnings performance uh, as indicated by the strong uh, bank results uh, uh, released uh, in, in recent days. Uh, so these also reflect um, the, the U.S. equity market uh, will likely be better positioned to whether the inflation and policy tightening risks are uh, given the strong support. Uh, by the um, uh, healthy labour market. So consumer spending outlook also remain um, resilient. When it comes to the outlook for the Chinese economy, let's go back uh, to the other day when uh, President Xi opened the party congress with that speech. And one of the things, one of the words that I heard repeated was creativity, and I linked that to the idea of innovation and becoming a little bit more self-sufficient, especially where high technology is concerned. And we know now, in terms of U.S.-China tension, one of the hot-button issues is advanced semiconductor technology. So if the U.S. holds this line firm and China does not have access to that uh, leading edge technology. To what extent is the economic uh, picture going to change? Uh, How is high tech in China going to be held back? Yeah, in the uh, opening speech um, that uh, President Xi delivered at the party congress, he actually attached quite a strong strategic focus on technological innovation, um, and and this uh, reflect continuous strong government policy support will be uh, given to the uh, advanced technology sector, uh, given the um, the geopolitical tensions that Beijing currently face uh, in regard to the latest uh, U.S. chip export ban, uh, and this will remain uh, a key headwind. Uh, and this would also accelerate um, the uh, localization uh, program in, in terms of develop, uh, development uh, of the uh, uh, core technology and, and key capability uh, based on uh, homegrown uh, uh, technology capability, uh, and and we also expect uh, China would try uh, to seek uh, collaboration uh, with um, potential uh, developed market uh, partner in Europe, uh, Japan, and Asia. Um, so this is going to be a key strategic focus uh, of Beijing uh, to enhance its tech 
capability in order to fulfill uh, its um, objective goal of technology upgrading, especially in mm. advanced manufacturing. What did you read into the PBOC's pause on the MLF yesterday? Does that mean we don't really see any moves again until next year? I think uh, with the policy divergence uh, between um, the U.S. and, and China, uh, given um, the, the Federal Reserve is still staying on a hawkish policy tightening path. So this would actually constrain the room for the PBOC to cut interest rate. And we believe um, the PBOC will likely um, uh, adopt uh, other monetary easing means, uh, including liquidity support and potential mm -hmm. reserve requirement ratio cut, uh, rather than direct policy rate cut. All right. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Fan Chakwan is Asia CIO at HSBC Global Private Banking and Wealth in our Hong Kong studio. This is Bloomberg. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.